Hello, I'm David Thrussell. I'm a musician and all-round troublemaker. Um, I'm going to be talking about a, a series of records that I'm the executive producer of. Uh, they're called Hillbillies in Hell. And I'd like you to join me and my illustrious uh, pal, Dr. Gonzo, on a musical exploration here on And This One's Introduced By on Community Radio Station 3CR. Hi, I'm Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by... There is a plethora of neglected and almost forgotten musical gems from far-flung eras and exotic locales. Musician and fan David Thrussell has curated a selection of those musical treats listed in the catalogue of the Omni Recording Corporation, the record label he runs. He's made available a mind-boggling array of releases with everything from cool country albums by Porter Wagner, Dolly Parton, Eddie Nowick, Jack Blanchard and Misty Morgan. Wild electronic compilations from the likes of Bruce Hack and Australian artists The Shower Scene from Psycho and Ash Wednesday. Crazy compilations like Freedom is a Hammer, Conservative Folk Revolutionaries of the 60s. The Hangman's Blues, Prison Songs in Country Music, 1956 to 1972. The Ballad of John F. Kennedy, A Musical History of the JFK Assassination, 1963 to 1968. And lots more. Suffice to say, if you count yourself as a true music fan and you dip your toe into the cool waters of the Omni releases, before long you'll be swimming through David's curated music selections never to return to the mainland of other music. Hillbillies in Hell is perhaps the cornerstone of the Omni Recording Corporation's releases, lovingly curated from original Nashville master tapes released as limited editions of 666 copies, sometimes pressed in coloured vinyl and sleeved in eye-catching covers with copiously detailed liner notes. This brings us to this week's edition of, and this one's introduced by, the recent release of the omnibus edition of Hillbillies in Hell, an anthology of many of the greatest tunes from the series. This extraordinary anthology of knowns and unknowns, battered Opry legends, holly weird prophets and forgotten backwards poets features tales of battlefield laments, swamp trash, psychotic aberrations, windswept revelations and gospel tribulations. David Thrussell joins Dr. Gonzo to present each track from the album Hillbillies in Hell, the Omnibus Edition, on And This One's Introduced By, on Community Radio 3CR. Hello there, my name is David Thrussell. I'm a musician and a troublemaker, provocateur and all-round subversive. I'm going to be talking to you this evening about a series of albums, but I'm only going to talk about one of those albums that I'm not the artist on. Unfortunately, I didn't record these songs, but I am the executive producer of the album and the series of albums known as Hillbillies in Hell. 
there's a couple of reasons I started putting these Hillbillies in Hell albums together. Uh, one of them is to justify my ridiculous record collection. I feel like I need to do that because it's on the verge of making the house groan and collapse. So I've got to put it to you somehow and uh, try and justify it to the missus in some fashion. So I put together a series of releases and I've done a bunch of other ones as well. I, for many years I've had a secret passion for uh, the outer fringes of hillbilly music. I identify as a hillbilly living in the hills out in the country and in fact I'll let you in on a secret. I'm country born and raised but don't tell anybody. So I put together this series of albums called Hillbillies in Hell. Like all of these things in the world of art and music and film, you never have a clue how it's going to be received. Well, I certainly have no idea. So when I put together the first Hillbillies in Hell album, I thought it was just going to be a standalone thing, a one-off album. Uh, it turned out to be extremely popular. They sold out within like a week to go with the theme of the records hillbillies in hell uh we pressed 666 copies and uh they vanished very quickly and people wanted more so uh, because i love that kind of music these these are a labor of love they're not um i'm not retiring to the bahamas anytime soon unfortunately via the music business, but they are a labour of love. I do love this kind of music. Um, my uh, day job, one of my day jobs is in the band Snog, the electronic, sarcastic cabaret band Snog. And with Snog and with some of my other things, Black Lung and some of the other things I have done and do, we get to uh, tour, travel around overseas uh, on a semi-regular basis. Often I would find myself somewhere in the US, for example, and when you do this touring thing, often you'll turn up, you'll get off the tour bus or off the plane from the airport or wherever, and you'll have this schedule where you go to the hotel and drop your stuff, and then you have to go to soundcheck sometime and then do the show, blah, 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 and you might, uh, if you're lucky, have two hour, two or three hours off in the city or the town where you're playing a show. And uh, often the promoter or the person that's kind of looking after you, whoever that may be, uh, might go, well, you've got two hours off in Albuquerque. What do you want to do? And uh, my standby line in these situations was always, take me to your weirdest record store. Okay, so if you're in, let's pick one out of the hat, Pittsburgh, for example, we've played in Pittsburgh a couple of times, and I say, take me to your weirdest record store. They might take you to Jerry's in Pittsburgh, right? Now, you could be forgiven for not knowing Jerry's. It's not that well known. But Jerry's, for example, in Pittsburgh, is an amazing record store. I think he's got 3 million 45s in there. They're all highly catalogued alphabetically, like forensically catalogued alphabetically. So if, for example, you're looking for Red River Dave, who is a topical songwriter that I'm a big fan of and we released a record of Red River Dave uh, the question would be at Jerry's do you look under Red River or Dave you know is it R, R or D you know so I would spend my two hours before 
sound check or the show or whatever at some place like Jerry's or some other, you know, weird place like that. There used to be that one in LA called A1 Records or something like this. I don't know if anyone knows this place. I don't know if it still exists, but they had millions of records in this place and I loved this place. I think it was called A1. Uh, they had millions of records there, and they literally had a record gimp, right? It was a guy that was the owner of the record store, and you'd talk to this guy, and, and he'd say, are you looking for anything in particular, right? And I might go, oh, I'm looking for uh, Red River Dave, right? And he would then go to his sidekick, this sort of gimpy guy, Red River Dave, and he would run off, the gimp would run off, and know where to look for these and amongst the millions of records and then pull out whatever they would have. So anyway, doing this for quite a few years, I have accumulated a large collection of strange and marginal music, which I love. Uh, you know, I'm not like a really like a collector, collector kind of guy. I do it because I love the music. I, I'm really interested in great songs that happen to be marginal. I don't really care that much that they're marginal but I do care that they're great songs so anyway I wanted to put together this uh, album called Hillbillies in Hell and we've done a bunch of them now we've done like 15 or 16 of them and they've been popular people have liked them as they should they're very good records and so we put together a compilation which uh, as far as I know is still available of some of the tracks from those compilations so it's a compilation of, of compilations and a lot of these tracks are very hard to find. I have all of them in my ridiculous record collection. But, uh, you know, I, th I thought that they could do... They, they deserved. They were deserving of being heard by more people. So uh, we put together these albums. Uh, there's a few other people involved, some artwork people. Uh, there's a silent partner in Nashville who wants to remain anonymous. Uh, but some of you will recognize his family name he has an illustrious nashville family name he's very good at finding people and heirs and master tapes and things like this he does a lot of work for major labels in nashville so he'd prefer to remain anonymous but we have a man on the inside who finds uh master tapes and things like that and um the relatives of people who oh, most of these people are uh, long gone unfortunately so this compilation album is called the hillbillies in hell omnibus as i said it's generally marginal and lesser known country music and hillbilly music it tends to be from the 50s 60s and perhaps early 70s because i'm a bit of a country music snob i stop at 1974 because from 1974 onwards these snare drums get way too big for me and i can't stand it so pretty much in the ballpark of 1952 to 1974 for me are some of the prime years in country music so the first track on the hillbillies in hell omnibus is by one of my absolute favorite singers uh she is unfortunately no longer with us but um that is anita carter she was a member of the famous carter family she uh, was the sister of june carter cash close to johnny cash and the cash family etc etc she cut a bunch of records they're not well known and some of them are absolutely spell 
bindingly magnificent. She possessed an extraordinary voice. She was not particularly ambitious, so the world does not know her well. Her family members and her daughter, who I've spoken to, describe her as she just she didn't seek fame. She was not she was she didn't uh, have a nose to the ground of uh, seeking fame and fortune and riches. She just wanted to sing with her family and um, live her life as best she could. Um, so that was Anita Carter. You're in for a treat here. This is a, an amazing song of hers uh, from. Uh, one of her albums, uh, one of her sort of folky country albums about 1962 from memory. This track is a sort of a voodoo inspired because I could sort of go for the darker tracks. It's a sort of voodoo inspired, you know, kind of horror hillbilly track called Voice of the Bayou. Track one on the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus. Down in the swamps, they're gathering tonight. Voodoo boats in the pale moonlight. Um, a papalajava. Um, a papalajava. Um, a papalajava. Troubles will begin 
in hell omnibus is by a great country singer not very well known these days cowboy copus he was a bit of a star in the 50s had a few hits but he's largely forgotten today he unfortunately died in a very famous plane crash uh, in 1963 it was the same plane that uh, patsy klein and a couple of other Passengers were on that crashed in inclement weather. Uh, in a, I think it was about March 1963, the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly and Patsy Cline all died very sadly in this plane crash with Cowboy Copus. Not long before that plane crash, he cut a great song, and it's not a well-known song, but I think it's magnificent. It's called Don't Shake Hands with the Devil. It's a kind of entreaty not to live a life of sin and degradation, to not submit yourself to temptation. It's a magnificent song, and it's kind of got a pretty swinging kind of thing going on as well. Anyway, this is track two on the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus, Cowboy Copus, Don't Shake Hands with the Devil. Hey. 
three on the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus is a not well-known artist at all, actually. Johnny Tyler. He's very good. I have a bunch of uh, 45s from Johnny Tyler. He's not well-known at all, but a really fine artist, actually. I, I would really recommend him to you if you feel like exploring this kind of music. This is a great 45 from him. It's from around 1957 or 1958, I think. It's got all these, you're going to hear it. It's got all these magnificent sound effects. Uh, it's got this sort of creepy vibe and this great uh, lyric. Uh, it's, it's on the border of novelty and exploitation, which is one of my favorite borders. But it's also quite serious subject matter at the same time. So it's got a foot. I'm about to say it's got three feet. Okay, which is a pretty good description of this song. It's got three feet, and each one of those three feet is in a different camp. It's quite serious in its subject matter in some ways, but it's also got a foot in sort of exploitation and a foot in novelty. Anyway, this is Johnny Taylor and God's Gonna Turn Us to Dust. Track three on the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus. If the people don't leave this atomic alone God's gonna come down from his throne He's gonna turn us to dust He's gonna turn us to dust Because this wicked world our God above can't trust Now it was God that made the world And it was God that made the sun Brother, it was the man that made this atomic bomb It's gonna turn us to dust in hell omnibus is uh, a fine fine artist and he's still alive um but quite elderly arky blue and the blue cowboys this is a great great song it's actually a very tuneful and very well written song i think i think it's a magnificent song it's not just marginal and weird although some people would consider it marginal and weird and there's obviously nothing wrong with that but it's also a really quite a great piece of songwriting i think and, uh, and it's a great performance from him as well. I'm thinking perhaps this song, 
I'm, and I may be overreaching here, it might be inspired by Johnny Cash and his troubles with drug abuse in the mid-60s, because that's roughly when this song originates, and I know that they knew each other. Or that I could be mistaken in that assumption. You know, it, it could apply to many other artists as well. Waylon Jennings, you know, dozens, if not hundreds, I would imagine. Um, but it's about a country musician, as you'll hear in the lyric, who struggles with substance abuse, and it uh, you know ruins his life. And it's presented in a pretty, I think, poetic manner, and with a great kind of. Texas twang. Here it is. Arky Blue and the Blue Cowboys. Too many pills. A story about a country boy who liked to sing. He liked to pick those good guitars and listen to them ring He was doing no so good with his music and his songs Till one night he took a pill and from there he went wrong Nightclubs he played all the time and partied every night a different song, a different woman Beneath those shining lights A pain inside was burning strong From all those many thrills Too many girls, too many parties And too many pills Too many pills to keep them a-going With a chill His insides are burning From too many pills Tonight in the hospital On the other side of town Lies this country musician Who really got around His friends all left him still a party every night They don't really miss him beneath those neon lights His band is after a plan He's sick as he can be The women, the pills, the whiskey All haunt his memory He turns and he tumbles in a room that he just fills. His insides are fading from too many pills. Too many pills, that's what the doctor said. When early this morning he pronounced him dead. 
Track five on the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus is a great artist, and an artist that you might know, actually, a well-known artist, although people don't pay that much attention these days, unfortunately, but it's Roger Miller, who uh, was a big hit country artist, especially in the 1960s. He had a bunch of uh, hits like Dang Me and You Can't Roller Skate in the Buffalo Herd and uh, King of the Road and these kind of hit songs, and they're all great songs, actually. I think they're magnificent. He also cut a bunch of lesser-known songs, which, I mean, basically everything Roger Miller did was great. There's not really a... I mean, look, he cut a couple of records in the 80s, which are a bit, you know, but, you know, aside from that forgivable lapse, pretty much everything Roger Miller did was fantastic. Um, This is a lesser-known song of his from the late 60s, probably 68, I think around then called Pardon This Coffin. Track five on the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus. Pardon this coffin, please step aside. Pardon this coffin, my brother just died. Now don't you give me no honorary look or I'll knock you down. Taking this coffin, putting it six foot down. I'm turning you six foot down. He was a champion, he was a chief. Till he lost that good job and went on relief. And then came a downfall of spirit and mind. The devil took to him, and he took to wine. So telling you, pardon this coffin, please step aside. Pardon this coffin, my brother just died Now don't you give me no honorary look or I'll knock you down I'm taking this coffin, putting it six foot down I'm turning it six foot down But I'm not surprised Not many mourners Just me and two guys Was all them others Claimed as his friend Not many mourners It's a sad way to end So pardon this coffin Please step aside Pardon this coffin My brother just died Now don't you give me no honorary look Or I'll knock you down I'm taking this coffin, putting it six foot down, and turning it six foot down. Okay. Track six on side one of the Hillbillies in Hell Omnibus is a pretty obscure track, okay? Yes, I do have the record, and I've only ever seen one copy of this record, and that's the copy that I have, and it's a magnificent record. Uh, This is the best song on that record, and the artist is a guy called Zero Jones. Yes, that was his artist's name, Zero Jones. It's not well known, dare I say. 
like I said, I've only ever seen one copy of this record, and that's the copy that I have. Uh, he had a checkered past, Zero Jones. He uh, spent 20 years in San Quentin prison. I haven't been able to find out exactly what he did. Uh, nobody wants to say. I, I think it involved arm robbery. He may have shot somebody. It's a little bit hard to find out exactly. Nobody really wants to talk about it, but he spent an extended period of time in prison. He got out of uh, San Quentin, moved to Nashville, and became a kind of part-time songwriter. He tried to break it in Nashville as a songwriter and an artist. He's great. He wrote a couple of sides for Loretta Lynn and big names like this, uh, and then he kind of vanished. He cut one LP, and I think two 45s, maybe two or three 45s. This is the best track, I think, in my view, from his LP. Uh, it's track six on the first side of the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus. This is Zero Jones with Wrestling with Satan. <laughs> Been wrestling with Satan, fighting all my life. Wrestling with Satan, Lord, I'm getting tired. That old pro knows every hole, and I'm just an amateur. You've got to help me, Jesus, cause he ain't fighting fire. Here comes another miniskirt. Lord, see what I mean And there's a country honky-tonk Hear them guitars ring Oh, that old devil knows my weakness, Lord It's women, wine, and song You got to help me, Jesus I can't beat him all alone I've been wrestling with Satan Fighting night and day Wrestling with Satan Trying to get away I'm headed for destruction, Lord Tell me how to win It's hard to hear instructions, Lord With hot lips on an end Here comes another miniskirt Lord, see what I mean There's a country honky tongue. Hear them guitars ring. Oh, the devil knows my weakness, Lord. It's women, wine, and song. You got to help me, Jesus. I can't beat him all alone. Track seven on the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus is a great song. You might know this song, but you might not know this original version of it. Uh, the song is This Old House, which was a Shaken Stevens hit, I think, in the 80s. I think he covered it. I, I vaguely remember it. I always thought it was a pretty good song. This is the original, recorded in the late, uh, mid-1950s, 56 or so, I had a guess, I would think, uh, by Stuart Hamblin. Stuart Hamblin was a... Well-known country singer, though nobody ever talks about him these days. He cut a bunch of country sides and a bunch of gospel sides. He wrote this song, This Old House. It's a what 
people used to call a spiritual, uh, you know, like a gospel song. And so it uses the metaphor of this broken down old farmer's shack as a metaphor for the, you know, last moments of the human uh, frame, the human body before you pass away. And he used that as a, a kind of a metaphor yeah, for a gospel song. It's a magnificent song. I love it. And there's an interesting story behind this song. It was actually written, he was friends with John Wayne, the uh, famous actor. And they were out hunting in the woods one day when they came across this abandoned shack with um, a, sadly, the corpse of a dead farmer inside. And the house was dilapidated and there were still animals there. There was a horse there. So he, it would appear this farmer had recently died and the shingles were falling off the roof and the walls were starting to fall down but this guy had obviously just recently died and John Wayne turned to Stuart Hamblin and said there's a great song in this Stu and uh, Stu wrote this song and indeed it is a great song This Old House I've been wrestling with Satan Fighting all my life Wrestling with Satan Lord, I'm getting tired That old pro knows every hole And I'm just an amateur You've got to help me, Jesus Cause he ain't fighting fire Here comes another miniskirt Lord, see what I mean and there's a country honky-tonk Hear them guitars ring Oh, that old devil knows my weakness, Lord It's women, wine, and song You got to help me, Jesus I can't beat him all alone I've been wrestling with Satan Fighting night and day Wrestling with Satan Trying to get away I'm headed for destruction, Lord Tell me how to win It's hard to hear instructions, Lord With hot lips haunting in Here comes another miniskirt Lord, see what I mean There's a country honky-tonk Hear them guitars ring Oh, the devil knows my weakness, Lord. It's women, wine, and song. You got to help me, Jesus. I can't beat him all alone. Track eight on the first side of the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus. Yes, there's eight tracks on this side. We'd like to pack in as much fine, dark, marginal hillbilly music as we possibly can, is by Hank Williams Jr. So a lot of you will know Hank Williams, and some of you will know Hank Williams Jr. This is a lesser-known Hank Williams Jr. track. It's actually him and the uh, Mike Kerb congregation. Uh, It's a great track. It's a really lesser-known track. It was in some exploitation film in the early 70s some sort of drag racing exploitation film the name of which escapes me right now and they released a 
sort of tie-in 45 to go with this drag racing exploitation film that completely bombed and you've never heard of. Thus, unfortunately, the 45 also bombed and you've never heard of it. But it's a great song. It's called Jesus Loved the Devil Out of Me. Just before I crossed the eternal line Jesus said, no, Satan, this one's mine Jesus loved the devil out of me Yes, my Jesus, Jesus loved the devil out of me When he took me by the hand, old Satan just gave up and ran Jesus loved the devil out of me No will to live, my future looks so cold Devil stood there waiting for my soul But just before I walked into his arms I prayed to him, my king of kings He touched my hand and saved me from all harm Come on, people! Jesus loved the devil out of me Jesus loved the devil You're listening to And This One's Introduced By, where the artist, or in my case, the producer, uh, introduces tracks from this album with Dr. Gonzo every Wednesday night at 11pm on Community Radio 3CR. Here we are, track two, side B, I mean, sorry, side B of the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus, and we're getting into some fairly obscure territory here. Uh, We're going to cover a couple of tracks which are... Right on the margins. They're hard to find. Not a lot of copies around. I'm assuming that they're very hard to find because nobody bought the records and they were probably pressed in very small amounts, possibly uh, what some people then called vanity pressings. So they might have pressed, you know, 100 copies of this record or something like that. Um, You know, regardless of the complete backstory, hard to find. But actually pretty great. So this is a guy, I think he was a West Coast guy in the US, uh, Californian kind of instrumental kind of, did a couple of spooky kind of instrumental sides. This is the best of them that I have been able to find. His name was Billy Massey. Like I said, he he cut a couple of instrumental 45s, veering between kind of haunted sort of 
hillbilly instrumentals and kind of uh, low-rent kind of surf rock kind of things, in my opinion, is the best of the bunch. It's fairly self-explanatory. It's called Ghost Town. in hell omnibus is a well-known artist a very well-known artist you've probably heard of this guy it's willie nelson now i have to admit i don't like every willie nelson record there are some that leave me a bit cold they're just a little smooth for me sometimes but he's a likable guy uh funny guy uh he's had a lot of adventures in his life i actually quite like his reggae album i'm not a big fan of reggae generally but the willie nelson reggae album is pretty good anyway this is way back before then this is the early six early to mid 60s this is probably 63 64 i think roughly around there maybe 65 this is early days for willie he was a struggling artist at this stage people generally uh, nashville told him that Nashville did not like his singing voice. They thought it was a bit idiosyncratic. And a lot of producers in Nashville and a lot of labels in Nashville told Willie that he would never make it and that he should give up now and go do something productive with his life because he's never going to become a singing star with that odd intonation and that odd phrasing and timing that he has in his vocal style. So he should just give up now. But to his credit... Willie persevered, and uh, he ended up doing quite well for himself. Um, but this is uh, uh, Jimmy's uh, Willie's early days, 
And some of his early sides are really, really great. They're really interesting. And this is one of the most interesting ones, I think. It's an, you know, it's plainly an anti-war song. And it's from, it dates from the early days of the Vietnam War. And, you know, to get to get a record on country music radio in 1965 with an anti-war theme, you know, pretty much an anti-Vietnam War theme, would have been a struggle. He would have, uh, Willie would have been told to not cut this song, but regardless, he cut it. It's a very haunting song. This is Willie Nelson and Jimmy's Road. This is Jimmy's Road Where Jimmy liked to play And this is Jimmy's Grass Where Jimmy liked to lay around This is Jimmy's Tree Jimmy liked to climb Then Jimmy went to war And something changed his mind around This is the battleground Where Jimmy learned to kill Now Jimmy has a trade And Jimmy knows it well, too well This is Jimmy's grave Where Jimmy's body lies And when a soldier falls Jimmy's body dies and dies But this is Jimmy's road Where Jimmy liked to play This is Jimmy's grass Where Jimmy liked to lay around Track three on side two of the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus is Close to an unknown song. It's certainly not a well-known song. Um, I like this song a lot. Um, it's also uh, tracked into an obscure exploitation film, the name of which escapes me right now. I have seen the film. It's kind of an interesting film. It's by an artist, Bill Hayes. Now, Bill Hayes ended up being on one of those turgid American soap operas as an actor, Days of Our Lives. I think he's on ends up like 
10, 20 years after he cut this 45, he ended up being on, I think it's Days of Our Lives or Young and the Restless. Or oh, I don't watch these things. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure it's Days of Our Lives. He ended up being on there for 40 years or something like this, you know. But this is Bill's early days uh, when he was knocking around uh, Hollywood trying to get a job, trying to get a gig. And he would do anything that anybody asked him to. So he was asked to cut this sort of faux pretend hillbilly song to go into this sort of hillbilly swamp exploitation film from the late 50s. Uh, It's not a bad film, actually. I don't mind it. it. The film sometimes is known by the title of this 45, which is Poor White Trash. But it has some other title as well that I can't quite remember right now. But the song is actually great. It's kind of... uh, I'm pretty sure that somebody at some stage said to Bill, can you try and sound like a kind of hillbilly Pete Seeger? And so he does a pretty good hillbilly Pete Seeger. Uh, This is Bill Hayes and Poor White Trash. confess one of my favorite country and western singing stars it's porter wagoner quite a few years back now i put out a a compilation album of porter wagoner because i'd been collecting his records for for many many years and i pretty much had everything he'd ever done and i put together an album of the sort of darker more haunting more poetic porter wagoner sides and the album was called the rubber room 
uh, we ended up sending copies to Porter and I corresponded with Porter on a semi-regular basis and his daughter, Deborah, who, who uh, ran his affairs. Porter was a great guy, a very friendly, um, very generous man. And he loved the album that we, the compilation that we put together of his darker sides called The, the Rubber Room. He, he loved it. He told me, he wrote this, this beautiful letter actually uh, one time where he told me that his grandkids all thought he was a completely lame, daggy dude, this old, silly old country singer. Granddad's this silly old country singer, and who cares about country music? You know, they're all listening to NWA in their cars and, you know, Tupac or whatever, you know. And um, we put out this record of, of Porter's darker material. He's honestly quite, quite edgy. Some of the material is pretty edgy stuff. And he, I sent him a box of the, of the records and he gave them out to his grandkids, you know, and then... He said that he, it, it was. He said it was one of the happiest moments in his life when his grandkids grandkids ran up to him and told him that actually Grandpa's like really cool. He's like Ice Cube or something. He's like the Ice Cube of hillbillies or something. You know, uh, you know, Grandpa's actually pretty dark and messed up. You know, so um, Porter was very happy about that. Um, he he sadly passed away not too long after that, but. He is honestly one of my favourite country singers and um, I enjoy mining the Porter Wagoner vaults. Uh, this is track four on the side two of the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus Porter Wagoner and I Just Can't Let You Say Goodbye. It's a pretty creepy song actually. Listen to the lyric closely. It's the Ice Cube of Hillbillies. I had not planned on seeing you I was afraid of what I'd do But pride is strong and here am I I just can't let you say goodbye Please have no fear you're in no harm as long as you're here in my arms but you can't leave so please don't try i just can't let you say goodbye what force behind your evil mind can make your lips speak so unkind to one who loves as much as I I just can't let you say goodbye the place you're around your throat is pale Indented by My fingernails Please don't scream Please don't cry I just can't let You say goodbye Your voice is still now, it speaks no more. 
You'll never hurt me anymore. You know, death is a friend to love and I. Cause now you'll never say goodbye. Okay, track five on side two of the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus might be a song that you know. Those of you who are interested in the darker recesses of country music, this is Eddie Nowak's Psycho, which was covered to great effect by the Beasts of Bourbon, which is the first place that I heard the song. And then, you know, tracking back, you realise that it was originally recorded by Eddie Nowak in 1968, I think, on what was called... Then they were called Vanity or Song Poem Labels. These were very small record labels where people would... uh, There'd be an advertisement in the back of a magazine or something and it would say, get your song recorded professionally, send us 50 bucks and we'll record your song professionally. So Eddie was uh, working for one of these labels where people would send in a lyric, you know, housewives or bank clerks or you know you know garbage collectors would write a lyric you know regular folk would write a lyric and they would send it into this company and the company would for you know 50 bucks or something they'd record their song professionally with a professional singer and then they'd send them 100 copies of the 45 or whatever like this they could give to radio stations or whatever a lot of these records are very hard to find now but there's some great stuff on there and um on this, in this case, so Eddie Nowak, who was a f- really fine country singer and a fine songwriter as well, was working for this label called K-Ark, and he was recording some of these song poem songs for people who would send in their you know hard earned uh, you know fifty bucks or whatever it was. And um, in the downtime, he would record other songs in the session time that he was interested in. And this was one of those songs. It was actually written by a great songwriter called Leon Payne. Uh, it was a rare, uh, this was a cover for Eddie. He often recorded his own material. But Leon Payne had slipped him this song. It was inspired by the Hitchcock film, Psycho. Uh, Leon Payne was a blind uh, gentleman. Uh, he was a great songwriter and a great performer, actually. Um, he's no longer with us, but his daughter still is. Uh, anyway, I could go on forever about this song. But you probably just want to hear it. This is track five on side two of the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus, Eddie Noick, Psycho. Can Mary fry some fish, Mama? I'm as hungry as can be. Oh, Lordy, how I wish, Mama, you could keep the baby quiet, cause my head's killing me. I seen my ex last night, Mama, at a dance at Miller's store. She was with that Jackie White, Mama. I killed them both And they're buried Under Jenkins' sycamore 
Don't you think I'm psycho, Mama? You can pour me a cup If you think I'm psycho, Mama Better let them lock me up Don't hand the dog to me, Mama I might squeeze him too tight And I'm as nervous as can be, Mama But let me tell you about last night I woke up in Johnny's room, Mama Standing right by his bed With my hands near his throat, Mama Wishing both of us was dead You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? I just killed Johnny's pup You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? You better let him lock me up You know the little girl next door, Mama I think her name is Betty Clark Oh, don't tell me that she's dead, Mama Why, I just seen her in the park She was sitting on a bench, Mama Thinking up a game to play Seems I was holding a wrench, Mama Then my mind walked away You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? Didn't mean to break your cup You think I'm psycho, don't you, Mama? Mama, Mama, why don't you get up? Say something to me, Mama Track six on side two of the Hillbillies in Hell Omnibus is not a well-known song and, well, not particularly well-known artist, although he did cut quite a lot of records. It's a Texan called Daryl Call. This is his great version of a song called The Marionette. Okay, so this is a fascinating song. I love this song. I've also got it. A, another great country artist who I'm a big fan of called Norma Jean cut a version of this, which I don't think has been released, but I have a copy of it somewhere. And also Sammy Smith, who you would probably know um, from her song Help Me Make It Through the Night. Sammy Smith also recorded this song. Uh, the song is called The Marionette. It's a kind of... Uh, it Look, it bookends pretty well with, with Psycho. On first listening, you would think it's not that strange, but when you listen to the lyric, it's about somebody admitting that they're basically a puppet. They're someone else's puppet, and all you have to do is pull their strings, and they will do whatever you want. They're in this sort of codependent relationship with this person who completely controls them anyway psychologically it's a pretty interesting song and it's a pretty interesting subject matter i think for a country song anyway this is daryl mccall and the marionette (laughs) 
Make me laugh Make me cry Just move your fingers Make me cheat Or make me lie Just move your fingers I feel like A marionette For your love Controls the strings Don't leave me like A lifeless doll Just move your fingers I'll be Your private show Anytime You put me on I'll act like my Make me cry Just move your fingers Let me live Or let me die Just move your fingers I feel like Your marionette And your love Controls the strings Lifeless doll, just move your fingers. Don't leave me like a lifeless doll and move your fingers. Track seven on side two of the Hillbillies in Hell Omnibus is a great song. This recording is by an artist called Johnny Wright, who was well-known in the early 60s. This 45 is not well-known. It's hard to find. It's from the early 70s. I think it's from about 72 or thereabouts. Um, This song was originally recorded by a great artist called Lonnie Glosson, who's not well-known at all. And his 45 of this song is hard to find. Uh, The Johnny Wright version, which is the version you're about to hear, is also pretty hard to find, uh, but it's a great song. It's called Let Jesus Turn You On. It's inspired, obviously, I would suggest, by the by LSD and the psychedelic era. So these are, you know, hillbillies, you know, fairly serious hillbillies grappling uh, with the psychedelic era and the uh, influence of LSD. And I would suggest possibly in some ways, you know, reflecting current events, but also probably, possibly, maybe, I don't know, trying to attract a different audience or be a bit more current or hip or something. Maybe, maybe not. Not sure. Uh, But it's a great song. Anyway, Johnny Wright, Let Jesus Turn You On. You don't have to smoke the weed or get high on LSD. There's a mainliner of love on heaven's throne If you think that you have got to drink whiskey and smoke pot Try religion and let Jesus turn you on He'll turn you on on. 
can get as high as heaven if you try. Sing his praises, sing it loud, tell about his mighty power. When you need a big sled, Jesus turn you on. There's no bottle that's too big, there's no habit you can't kick. When you get down on your knees and humbly pray Be a flower child of God In his likeness you'll be mud For the things you want he said I am the way He'll turn you on on and make you happy You can get as high as heaven if you try Sing his praises, sing it loud Tell about his mighty power when you need a big sled, Jesus turn you on. Hate and greed are just like speed. It can cut you down real deep. Read his word and be a pusher of his love. He knows where each sparrow falls, and he'll hear you when you call. Take a trip on faith and power from up above. He'll turn you on on and make you happy You can get as high as heaven if you try Sing his praises, sing it loud Tell about his mighty power When you need a fix, let Jesus turn you on When you need a fix, let Jesus turn you on You're listening to me, David Thrussell, talk about a record that I love. I also have the pleasure of putting together this record. Um, So it's good that I love it. I think it's a magnificent record. The record is called, I'm the executive producer on this record, that's why you get to hear me crap on about it. Uh, The record is called The Hillbillies in Hell Omnibus. It's a kind of compilation of a compilation of this series of records called Hillbillies in Hell. Uh, That series compiles often, not always, but often fairly obscure, dark hillbilly sides and lesser-known marginal hillbilly music of a, of a dark or unusual or unconventional nature. I like that kind of music. In fact, I love it, and uh, I have a ridiculous collection of that kind of music, so I should let it flower somewhere, shouldn't I? Uh, this is the last track on side two of the Hillbillies in Hell Omnibus. It's a lesser-known artist, an obscure artist, uh, an artist not well-remembered, an artist who has not had his deserved share of appreciation by the music-loving world, unfortunately. Uh, His name is Jim Wolfe. He had a band called the T-Towners. They cut, I think, two obscure, maybe three obscure 45s, None of them are easy to find. This one is very interesting. Again, it's got a sort of a, an attempt, perhaps, at a sort of slight psychedelic thing. It's an instrumental track. It's called Inner Sanctum. It sounds to me like a sort of an outtake from a David Lynch film, from Twin Peaks or something like that. It's recorded in the early 1960s. Yeah, it's got a sort of haunting sludgy, reverberant vibe. I think it's a great track. 
Jim Wolfe and the T-Towners, in a sanctum. Listeners, um, you've been listening to myself, David Thrussell, give you some details, possibly too many details, I don't know, possibly not a, not as enough details, I'm not sure, uh, but some details about an album that I'm the executive producer of. I've put together this album with some other people, with the mastering people and the artwork people and our silent partner in Nashville who wishes to remain anonymous. Uh, we've all put together this album uh, called The Hillbillies in Hell Omnibus. An omnibus is a collection of related items, in case you're wondering what an omnibus is. You'll generally see that word, if you see it at all, uh, used in a literary sense in like a, a, a book, a collection of essays or something like this. You might see it described as an omnibus. Well, I thought, damn that, we'll drag that fine word, because I think it's a cool word omnibus we're going to drag it into the into the fetid stinking corridors of the music industry and we're going to stick it on a record and that record is the hillbillies in hell omnibus it's a kind of compilation 
of compilations because the early all the earliest volumes of Hillbillies in Hell are out of print. They're no longer available. We had a lot of requests to reissue those records, and I decided that we wouldn't do that because you know we had sold them as limited editions, as purely uh, as those limited editions, and I felt that it would be a you know, uh, not a respectful thing to do to the people who had bought them originally, even though we had literally hundreds of requests from people to reissue those records. But I thought the best, next best thing that we could do and uh, and retain some vague sense of integrity was to make a new compilation that featured some of those uh, tracks that had been on the out-of-print albums and then some tracks that hadn't been compiled as far as I know before some you know lesser known or uh, obscure tracks that were deserving of being heard I think I think every track on the record is magnificent actually to be honest with you but some of these tracks are very unknown and not well heard and it's my personal view I'm very happy to bring music that's lesser heard back to the music-loving public in some small way because I feel like my personal view is that music that's unheard, that people are not listening to, is, is dead music. And I think if it's great music, it deserves to be heard again. And I think the people who made that music, more often than not, were not you know well rewarded for their um, efforts. And I think the, you know the least we can do is listen to their great music and appreciate it again. So that is my take on the Hillbillies in Hell omnibus. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr Gonzo and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time. Hello there, I'm David Thrussell. I'm urging you to please support Community Radio 3CR, get involved and find out more at the website 3cr.org.au.